Hello, this is Anna from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of September. India registered 27,176 new COVID cases, pushing the infection tally in the country to over 3.32 crore. Today's count is 6.97% higher than yesterday's. With 284 deaths in the last 24 hours, the death toll rose to 4.43 lakh. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. Close to 76 crore vaccines have been administered in the country so far. Over 61 lakh were administered yesterday. Madhya Pradesh allowed in-person classes to resume for students from class 1 to 5 from September 20th. PTI reported that the schools will have to follow COVID-19 protocols and only 50% will remain in class. However, Online classes will continue for students along with in-person study sessions. To check the spread of COVID-19, Gujarat government announced night curfews from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. in eight of its cities from September 15 to September 25. Earlier, the curfew was from 12 a.m. between September 9 and 19. The timings have been extended in Junagadh, Ahmedabad, Jamnagar, Rajkot, Vadodara, Surat, Bhavnagar, and Gandhinagar. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, COVID-19 has infected 225.7 million people and killed more than 4.64 million people so far. Several states in India are witnessing a surge in cases of dengue. Uttar Pradesh is the worst hit. Kanpur's chief medical officer Ashok Shukla released a report yesterday stating that the district reported 9 cases of dengue yesterday. ANI reported that so far the district has reported a total of 103 cases. Out of these, 80 were reported in rural areas of the district. According to Hindustan Times, Ghazabad reported 89 new cases of the viral fever yesterday. Citing the surge in cases, Dr. Rakesh Gupta, district surveillance officer said that the officials have adopted a containment approach. He said and I quote, "We do not have dengue cases in clusters." they are scattered across the district our teams are conducting fogging in about 50 nearby houses whenever a dengue case is being reported from a particular area unquote till yesterday the district had also reported 11 malaria cases against 13 such cases in 2020 142 in 2019 150 in 2018 293 in 2017 and 128 in 2016 LiveMint reported that Prayagraj district so far has reported 97 cases of dengue. In Firozabad, 60 children have died of dengue fever and 465 are admitted to a medical college. Other places affected by the dengue outbreak include Mumbai, Haryana, Indore and Delhi. According to LiveMint, Mumbai has reported 305 cases since January, 85 of them in September. Haryana's chilly village of Palwal district reported cases of high fever and two deaths. Indore reported 139 cases of dengue. Delhi reported 158 cases of which 34 cases were recorded in the first 11 days of September. Listeners at News Laundry my colleague Ayush Tiwari reported on the deadly dengue outbreak earlier this month. Ayush visited Firozabad Sudamanagar, the locality which is the worst hit by a dengue-like fever. and is a case study in sanitary negligence and hasty cover-ups a public health expert surveying firozabad's affected localities told him that the debilitating state of sanitation in the city is the primary reason for the epidemic to know more 
read his detailed piece on our website. It is titled, Inside UP's Mystery Viral Outbreak, A Killer Cocktail of Open Drains and Dumps. And while you are there, you can check our latest report by Prateek Goyal, who unravels the murky world of Osho Ashram, founded by the late godman Acharya Rajneesh Osho. For the most part, the story of Osho Ashram has revolved around Osho's commune in the United States, its legal troubles, and his rift with his once closest associate, Ma Sheila Anand. But there is another story that has significantly shaped the Osho commune in the last three decades. It's a story allegedly of greed, betrayal, and power grab, at the heart of which lie the rights to the late godman's intellectual properties. To know more about it, you can read the report on our website. It is titled, Betrayal Lies Corruption, Inside the Murky World of Osho Ashram. Listeners, the story can be accessed only if you are a subscriber. The reason we keep such stories behind the paywall, because such investigative stories need time, resources and money. We are a reader-supported independent media portal that depends on your funds for its sustenance. We are not subjected to follow the government or any private corporation's propaganda. Instead, we bring stories that matter to you. So, if you want to support our cause, consider supporting us. You can do so by clicking on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our homepage. Our lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 a month only. The trial in the Narendra Dabolkar murder case of 2013 began today in a Pune special court. According to Indian Express, it was marked by the court framing charges against five accused linked to the fringe outfit Sanatam Sanstha. The accused, Dr. Virendra Singh Tavde, Sachin Andure, Sharad Kalaskar, Vikram Bhave and advocate Sanjeev Punalekar pleaded not guilty to charges against them. Four of the accused were charged with murder, conspiracy to commit murder under the UAPA for committing a terrorist act and various provisions of the Arms Act. The fifth accused, Punalekar, was charged with destruction of evidence. A rationalist Dabholkar founded Maharashtra Andhra Nirmulan Samiti. He was 67 years old when he was killed by two assailants on 10th of August, while he was on a morning walk near Om Kareshwar Temple in Pune. In 2014, the Central Bureau of Investigation had taken over the case from the Pune police. The CBI first arrested Sanatan member and ENT surgeon Dr. Tavre and called him the mastermind behind the conspiracy to kill Dabholkar. In 2018, CBI arrested Adhure and Kalaskar and a supplementary charge sheet against the two was filed in February 2019. They were then identified as the shooters. Lastly, the police arrested lawyer Puna Lekar, who according to the CBI played a key role in destroying evidence. Tavre, Andure and Kalaskar are currently in jail under judicial custody, while Puna Lekar and Bhave are out on bail. The Supreme Court today expressed displeasure with the way the centre appointed officials to National Company Law Tribunal and Income Tax Appellate Tribunal. Despite this, a special justice bench comprising Justice N. V. Ramana, Justice D. Y. Chandrachur and Justice L. Nageshwar Rao gave the centre two weeks to make appointments to various tribunals across the country. According to the Indian Express, the Apex Court said that the government is cherry-picking names recommended for various posts. 
Addressing Attorney General K.K. Venugopal, who appeared for the centre, the bench said, and I quote, We are very much unhappy about how recommendations are being acted upon. We interviewed 530 candidates for judicial members and 400 plus for technical in NCLAT, of which 8 judicial members and same way technical members. We travelled across the country. We cannot ignore selected candidates and go on the wait list. What type of selection and appointment is this? Unquote. Pointing out that some selected judicial members are already 64 and have a tenure of 65 years, so that implies they only get one year for service. To which the AG said that the tenure is still 67 years. However, CJI Ramana remarked that during COVID, the government requested the court to conduct interviews and that the court wasted so much time during COVID. According to data produced in the Jharkhand State Assembly yesterday, at least 322 people and 882 animals died in 2020-2021 due to lightning strikes in the state. According to the Indian Express, the data was released by Disaster Management Minister Banna Gupta in response to a question posed by Jharkhand Mukti Morcha MLA Sudhivya Kumar. The figures are higher than the figures released in 2020. by the Climate Resilient Observing Systems Promotion Council, a non-profit that works closely with India Meteorological Department. The data had stated that 118 and 172 people died in 2018 to 2019 and 2019 to 2020 respectively. Sanjay Kumar, the council chairperson, told the Indian Express that every year people die in Jharkhand and that the state has not learned from Odisha, which recorded zero deaths in 2019 during Cyclone Fani. He added that the response of the Jharkhand government that there is no provision for installing lightning rods in the state was incorrect because the NDMA has sent guidelines to do so. Further, he stated that although lightning is not a notified disaster by the state, Jharkhand can notify any disaster local to a state. However, sources in the state disaster management told Express that the provision is only for disaster response and not for mitigation. At least three civilians and six security personnel were killed and 11 wounded in a suspected suicide bombing in Somalia's capital Mogadishu on Tuesday. A government official, Dadir Hassan, told Anadolu agency that the suicide bomber attacked a busy tea shop near a military base. According to Al Jazeera, Al Shabab, an Al Qaeda linked group that has been fighting to overthrow Somalia's federal government, claimed responsibility for the bombing. Mogadishu was controlled by Al Shabab until 2011, after which it was taken over by African Union troops. However, Al Shabab still holds territory in the countryside and has launched frequent attacks against government troops and civilians in the capital. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 